Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Jed. Well, I have now shifted for the first time since March 12th of 2020 into the main studio because I want to be able to see the phone lines. And uh, they're full right now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer with you, along with uh, Brendan Escott on Oilers Now. And uh, we are going to go fully open line here momentarily and get to a bunch of your texts as well. Interactive segment coming up. We'll tell you the guests on the show receive guest certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion. Roos Chris Steakhouse. Just a couple little uh, tidbits to clean up. Uh, Ken Holland said he'll definitely be strong possibility he'd be exercising a, uh, a buyout. Um, I think we're likely looking at a situation with James Neal. That makes the most sense. Regarding Miko Koskinen, until he, the goaltending market, it's a little tight. Um, the orders have to get another goaltender before they can look at moving out Miko Koskinen. And I will tell you this right now, that there would be some interest in the marketplace on Koskinen, just as we've mentioned before, that there's some potential interest, specifically from organizations in the Eastern Conference, on Zach Cassian as well. All right. Our phone number for the River Cree Resort and Casino is 780-496-0063. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. We are going to drop the puck at 1236 here in Oilers Now with Ron from Red Deer. Hi, Ron. You're in Oilers Now. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, Bob. Love your show. Listen to it every single day. I'm a skip driver. Absolutely love, love, love your show. Okay. Awesome. Um, what do you got? What are you thinking? So uh, I think it was Shannon yesterday. It's like we, did, we didn't lose Larson. We lost the difference of whom comes in next. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I don't know if you heard the opening uh, half hour, but I'm somebody, Brennan asked point blank, well, is there a quick solution out there for a guy that's at roughly the same price point? That guy's uh, Manson. That's the guy, Josh Manson at 4.1. Similar type of player. Like, I think right. if, you're, if you're looking at Ristolainen or you're looking at Pareko, the acquisition cost is going to be considerably greater than Josh Manson, who's coming off a couple injuries. Now, the other thing that might happen here is you're looking at signing Tyson Berry instead and building your defense a little bit differently. Uh, and then a real cheap option for me, uh, Ron, would be 
Yanni Hockenpah, though I am now being yeah, told, I've been told there could be as many as 10 teams in on the six foot five right shot guy uh, that finished up last year of Carolina. So I hear what you're saying. And, and so you sort of see it the same way. It's whoever they get to, well, if they get Ristolainen or Perico, right. those guys are both That's better. They're both for. better than Larson. Yes. And so like it's, I, I love this, the, the comment. It's the difference, but we didn't lose Larson. It's the difference between who's coming in next. And a part of me is, like, hoping for Tyson Berry because no team has ever had, like, four offensive defensemen on the top four. Like, defensive, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're more offensive, but they're still defensive. Yeah, no, no, I know what you're saying. They'd have a real good transition game. I think the concern, that Ron, that a lot of fans would have would be that, uh, you know, who do they have to stop the cycle? Who do they have to defend? That's why I brought up Josh Manson. That's what he does in lieu of a guy like uh, Adam Larson. Ron, I don't mean to be rude. We got a full board, okay? Thanks for the call. Yeah, no, thanks, Bob. You bet. Let's go to Chris in Phoenix. Actually, he's in Scottsdale calling us on line two. Hi, Chris. How are you? Actually, actually, I'm in Vegas right now, but uh, <laughs> it's still the desert. Um, I've been calling the show for a number of years. I've been a huge Oilers fan my whole life. I usually don't like to uh, to act worried, but uh, it, it, I'm kind of worried right now. Not necessarily for Larson because I believe that we can replace him. Like Josh Manson would be a solid, solid replacement, which we could, uh, if we decide to keep him long term, he can always slide down to the third pair. Because uh, we all know that uh, that Bush and Bear are, are our top two uh, right shot demon uh, moving forward. Hopefully, um, my biggest concern right now is in goal. Um, we we re-signed Mike Smith, which is right. good, uh, but he's not he's not going to play uh, more than fifty games, and that's that's my issue. And we we're we're, we're running into the season going into the season with Staylock. That's going to be a big issue. And right now, well, they still uh, have. Wait a sec, they still have Koskinen. Uh, once again, we're going into the season with Staylock and Smith. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't envision Koskinen being here. Okay. Um, if we go, if we go into the season with with uh, with either Koskinen, Staylock, and Smith, I, it, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, what's worrying me now is all these young goalies that are going for like next to nothing. Like I really, really, really wanted Nedeljkovic out of uh, out of Carolina. Uh, and, and, and the rumor now is uh, 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 Omark is extending in Buffalo. So it's getting really thin. Like, I really yeah. don't want to see us going into the season with one of those two guys well, uh, that we have. Can, can I be honest? That's why I was perplexed by what the Seattle Kraken did, okay? I don't know why uh, they claimed the uh, goaltender from Ottawa, uh, Decord, Joey Decord. I would have claimed Kakinen, and even if they didn't want him, I would have flipped Kakinen. Uh, you could have gotten picks for Capo Kakinen, who played with the Minnesota Wild this season, and we're led to believe at this stage there was no backdoor deal in place. So I, I get why they picked up Dreger. That that kind of made sense to me. But for the life of me, I can't figure out why they passed on Kakinen because I think they could have gotten a couple assets. And Joey Decord, they must have a lot of information on Joey Decord. Uh, but that was a perplexing move. And you're right. The goaltending scenario is getting thin. Your comments, you know, you think the defense can be replaced. Uh, I would suggest if the Oilers get... Hyman done, and, and they, there's a distinct possibility that's the case. Edmonton has certainly upgraded their their top six. 
but your comments about the goaltending are fair. That would be, that's a fair concern. It's as it stands right now, it's not an upgrade on last year, and both goaltenders are you know I mean Mike Smith. Hey, in a meritocracy, a guy gets rewarded with the contract. He played well. He had about the seventh or eighth best numbers in the league last year. But that combination has been the combination for two years that got the team to 12th and 11th, but hasn't been better than the goaltending they face come playoff time. So it's a fair assessment by you, Chris. <coughs> oh, jeez. I'm dying. All right, Chris, I'm going to cut you loose. <coughs> Thanks for the call. Uh, <laughs> he's in He's in Vegas. Hope he got uh, vaccinated because you need it in Vegas these days the way it's going right now. My, my, my old guy himself... The uh, Chisler telling me how bad it is. We go to KJM on line three. Hi, KJM. You're in orders now. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me, man. Um, I guess it's sort of like a, a balance between the wide and the narrow. And, you know, the the, the wide being more of looking at like maybe a, a two-year approach and the narrow being at like what you're going to do this season. I think it's important for the core and for the group that uh, you're at least about as competitive as you were last year no, uh, as you no, approach the deadline. No, you have to be better and more competitive than you were last year. And so that's something you got to take into consideration. But as you take a look at some of the options that might be coming available, like as you mentioned on D or maybe in the goaltending market, you know, you have to balance like, you know, is – are you going to be able to, to get everything accomplished this year, or is it going to be a steps process? Are there going to be places where you take a step back or you have to look at maybe internal growth to, to get you through one more year? And it's it's a real tough spot because I, I also think that you have to be, at, like from my perspective, at least as good or better than, than you were last year. Certainly from a postseason perspective, you have to be better. Um, and uh, and it, the the market in certain areas looks like it, it's kind of drying up, and unless you go into the trade market, would you agree? Well, certainly in goal, uh, goal. I think it's there's there's a, there's concern there in goal. What can you get out there in terms of the goal market? Um, I I would suggest to you that if they get Hyman and they're well positioned to get Zach Hyman. They've upgraded, you know, they, they they add a, he's a legit, he's played top six minutes for the last couple seasons. I know he's only ever had a 40, 41 point season was as high. He was on pace for this year, you know, 55 points or so minimum with the Leafs. He's been a significant plus player each a lot. He's got very good analytics. I would say they've upgraded their top six if they get Zach Hyman and get, get getting re, uh, Nugent Hopkins signed long term. And again, it's my belief that the number will come in just below what Nugent Hopkins is on an eight-year deal. If it's an eight-year deal, and they still got to consummate a trade of Toronto and ensure that, that happens. Um, so I think you can make an argument they've got a better top six. I think they can find a way to improve a little bit of their forward depth in the bottom six. Defense, you know, I, I realize there's not a lot of fans that are super happy that, you know, Chicago didn't eat on Keith. Larson is a loss. What's the play there? The goaltending, that, that, that could be a tough one. But I do think the goal isn't just to come back with a team lateral to last year's team. They have cap space. They got to improve upon what they had last year in terms of personnel, K-Jam. Yeah, I think that the, the the where I see the gap is trying to make sure that when you're when you're filling in that right side, um, that you you don't lose what you have in terms of value contracts with Bear and Bouchard, but you make sure that the guy you come in um, will be able to at least you know it, it maybe have a different skill set. I think you need to have somebody on the PK, but we'll we'll compete with Bouchard for top four minutes, um, and you know potentially be able to play alongside a guy like Duncan Keith.
All right. Thanks, KJM. I got a ton of calls. Uh, you can call us at 780-496-0063. We've got Mark, Kim, John still to come here. Uh, here we go. Keith and Red Deer, I cannot read your text. Thank you very much. Haji says, Bob, could you see Holland kicking tires again on Ekman Larson? Conditional on Arizona retaining substantial salary for taking back Neil. Uh, I don't think so. Fletch in Calgary, how ticked off did Gio look on the stage with the Kraken draft? Uh, he had one more year at $6.5 million, then a free agent. Look to see him coming back to Calgary, says Fletch in Calgary, on a two-year deal at much less money. Uh... Another texter out of Edmonton says, my take, uh, Oilers, unfortunately, are not going anywhere. I may not even make the playoffs. Lack of goaltending and defense, too much money handed out on certain alert, elite players. Okay. Um, another texter says out of uh, 403 Exchange, Bob, for the love of God, Ristolainen is horrible. In no world is he a better defenseman than Adam Larson. My response to that is, you don't know what you got a guy with a guy until he gets out of an organization. Sorry. Uh, defensemen that have to play more minutes always look crappy on bad teams. And Buffalo has been, to paraphrase, it was a Shaq, whore awful the last couple of years. How bad did Taylor Hall look in, in Buffalo to start the season? And all the Taylor Hall haters were loving it. And then Taylor Hall closed like a house on fire with Boston and now is doing a four-year extension at $6 million per. We go to John, who's been patiently waiting on line five. John, you're on Oilers now. How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, I'm just calling. I'm, maybe I'm in the minority, but for a team that's probably going to be paying a cap penalty for the Ma- Milan Lucic uh, contract for the next four years, I can't believe that we're going to pay Zach Hyman for seven or eight years. You know, the guys, you mentioned it, he's never had a 50-point season. He's almost 30. Like, explain it to me how this makes sense. 200, well, yeah, he's not your typical 29-year-old player because he doesn't have a lot of tread on the wire. He's not a player that relies on the physicality the way Milan Lucic or Adam Lat. Like, he's a different type of player. The closest, I think, the hope for the Oilers, your concerns are legitimate. Let's establish that right now. We've got burnt here before. I'm the guy that came on the air last year when the Oilers didn't get the goalie that the Flames got, uh, Markstrom, and said, you know, sometimes those longer-term deals don't pan out. Hyman, my thought is Hyman could be a little, a bit like Kunitz. And Kunitz is a player that played his best hockey uh, in his 30s. And I think Hyman has it. And, and Kunitz was not the sexiest player to play of Sidney Crosby, and he killed it with Crosby. In fact, he was better at 33, 34 than he was at 27, 28, at least statistically. Yeah, but for every guy like that, for every Kunitz, Bob, there's about, yeah, that's in about the five percentile of NHL players that are better in their 30s and their 20s. Like, that's it's, fair. Just, it's such a risky thing to do. And we've been like, you know, if this backfires, we're in huge trouble. Like, you know what's probably going to happen? He's going to have three good seasons and it's going to be an albatross for the next four or five. And that's what I'm worried about. I'm sick and tired of these GMs making these long deals because they know they're probably not going to be around six, seven years down the road, and us as fans getting stuck with what's left over. Is that not legitimate? It's. It, I, I hear the concern, and what I would say is every player is, like, when you look, certainly people, I, I don't see David Clarkson in Zach Hyman, okay? 
I, to me, Hyman's a different type of like I, and I'm a guy that thought Lucic would be good for three to three and uh, three to four years, and then there'd be concern in years five, six, and seven. But maybe there, the thought was they needed a bit of a culture change, and the problem was Milan just did not have the game anymore. A year and a half in, like, the, and and some would say Staw five on five, he wasn't close to the player he was in Boston, in Edmonton, and he strictly pumped up his numbers on the power play the first year. That might be a fair assessment. I think Hyman's a little bit different type of player, driven a little bit differently, and over it. Not a guy that had some of the guys you mentioned had pretty good success in their career in their early to mid twenties, and then sort of tailed off. This is a guy that is. Angling up in his late twenties, he had to earn it. He had to work his way up from Michigan. He was, you know, a later round draft choice, as opposed to a lad who was a first round pick, a Poso who was a first round pick, Lucic who was a second round pick but played in the NHL as a nineteen year old in Boston. So I, I hear what you're saying. I think it's fair, John. I think it's a totally fair perspective to have. Also, don't forget he has had two knee injuries the last two years. Yeah. And and just one last thing, I'll leave you with. I understand why Holland's doing it. I don't agree with it. But the problem is he's painted himself into a corner because he's traded so many picks the last few years. He has no assets to make trades. Think if we had some assets, some more, some second rounders, some prospects coming up. Well, then we could have made a trade with Tampa for Kalorn or somebody like that. But he's painted himself into a corner. He doesn't have, we don't have enough assets to make trades. And so now he's overpaying. He may, let, me, for, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Athanasiu was a younger player. And we were not in a COVID world when that. Now, I, I would say the two second round picks was speculative for Athanasiu, given his track record, right, as a player. But it became a far worse trade as a result of the pandemic. Do you not agree? Yes, that's fair. And but that's, you know what? The deal, that's the deal it's cost him. For, for sure. I actually called you the day that that happened because I, I thought it was a bit of a steep price of the day. But, but the thing is, sure, COVID happened. And, and yeah, that's just unlucky. But at the same time, if Athanasiu had played well here, he would have got requalified. But he didn't. So, 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 you know, even COVID aside, it was a bad trade. It didn't work out. He, you know, he, di- he didn't, he didn't uh, do much here. What do you think of Tyler Bertuzzi? He's a good player. Okay, take a look at him. Thanks, John. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll take some more calls. Uh, we're just going to step out right now. It's twelve fifty one in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty. Chad. You know, some would say you got to get that guy some help. And again, it's interesting with Hyman. A lot of hockey people like it. A lot of numbers people don't. Uh, for you golfers out there, if you're looking for a great VIP golf trip, join New West Travel on a four-day golf getaway in the spectacular mountains of Whistler. This package includes airfare and private WestJet charter with complimentary open bar and meals, three nights in a deluxe suite hotel, four rounds of five-star golfing in the coastal mountains, and a New West Travel golf tournament with prizes. All transfers can book now. Get a free upgrade on a one-bedroom suite to book your tee time. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Uh, if Edmonton gets Hyman done, he's a guy that plays in every situation, okay? Plays in the power play, good penalty killer, plays when your team is protecting the lead, plays uh, when you're trying to uh, score with the empty net because he can dig and get pucks. Some people suggested to me that Hyman would be a better fit than Taylor Hall because Hall's a star and Hyman knows who he is. Now I'm going to throw something at you. When Edmonton picked up Patrick Maroon, did you see him scoring 27 goals? No one did. 
But that's what happens when you play with that guy. Zach Cassian. Connor got to play, or Zach got to play with Connor. Back-to-back 15 even-strength goals. That's a hell of a lot of even-strength goals. So, for a guy like that. Yes, a Pugliarvi last year. Right? So, the one thing about Hyman is he does the dirt. He is To me, he's a different player than the bigger, more physical guys. But I get the concerns. I totally get the concerns. All right. Uh, that's, I'm going to try to get three calls in here uh, to close out the segment. And Kim has been waiting for over 27 minutes. Sorry, Kim. How are you doing? Good. How are you and Bob today? Good. Hey, um, just a question. Um, there was talk before maybe of uh, Jake DeBrusque. Um, yeah. Would you would you have any appetite for trying to get Jake DeBrusque um, out of Boston? I, um, I think I think there's a player in Jake. I think he's got to play left wing. Uh, Boston now has Brad Marchand and Taylor Hall on the left side. So where's Jake going to get the power play time there? Where is he going to play with the best guys there? Maybe he plays with Coyle if the Bruins re-sign Krejci. I think they will. Uh, they've still got Richie there, and he can't play the right side. Or So Jake ends up being the guy that gets thrown over to right wing. I'd have appetite for him. Uh, he's got a big, uh, significant qualifier. I'm going to be intrigued to see how Boston handles that situation. Right. I just thought, I mean, he's younger still. He's, he could play anywhere, probably even yeah. on the top line if, if you wanted to. So, uh, I mean, and you know, he's got the Edmonton ties. I, I think it would be a, a good, 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 good one. Uh, also, what about, um, um, so if we lose Cassian, who, who well, would be that, our, No, 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 no. Uh, that, that's established. I mean, there's teams in, tr- I know this is hard for some <laughs> people to believe, but there's still teams that value some of what Cassian brings, uh, right. especially come crunch time. That, you know, he so it's, it's not if they lose, they're made. You know what? It depends on what a potential return would be. Right. And I think there'd be lots of guys completely comfortable if he was back with the team as well. Oh, for sure. We, we need that. I think we need that tough guy or, or that, that tougher presence right. in the lineup. I, and, I just, and, uh, just so you know, I would consider signing a fourth line left wing like Gabriel. Or even, right. doing, or even doing a trade with Seattle. I don't know if Seattle would do it uh, for McDermott, who nope. uh, L.A. was looking at converting into a winger this year. And then spot doing that player along with Devin Shore, like my fourth line left wing. Just so right. Cassian doesn't have to be the primary guy to do it. Exactly. And one more thing, I just I like to bring in Josh Manson. I think we need. I think uh, Manson would would be good. He maybe not be a Larson, but I think he could do the job as a Larson, right? Hey, a couple seasons ago when he had seven goals, 37 points, went plus 34. Larson wasn't a Manson. So right. keep it in mind. Thanks, thanks for coming. I know right. you waited a long time. Thank you very much. Uh, 780-496. Let's go to Darcy. He's been waiting for 13 minutes. Hey, Darcy, how are you? Hey, Bob. Hey, do you hear that? I hope Oilers Nation can hear this. It's the sound of a clock that's ticking down. We have 1,805 days before McDavid becomes a free agent. If Ken Holland has to overpay on term to bring in players to get this team to the next level, then do it. Because if we don't win the Stanley Cup before McDavid leaves this team in five years, then it's an absolute sin. Now, am I saying Connor's going to leave? No. Is it likely? Yeah. You know what? Look at Larson, man. He left. He has McDavid and Dreisaitl on the team, and he still left. Okay, everything that's been fed to us over the last few years about how if we draft higher players, players will want to come come play here. It's not true. Nobody wants to come to Edmonton. Okay. Well, Duncan Keith, Duncan Keith did, and they might have, they might get Duncan Zach Hyman. Keith, okay, 
Bob, Duncan Keith did not want to come to Edmonton because he thinks it's a great place to play. He came here because he wants to be closer to his boy in Penticton. How do you know, that family, Keith, how do you know Dun- that family was not part of the decision in the case of Adam Larson? Duncan Keith, well, maybe it was, Bob. But, man, we've gone through this, dude. We've gone through the Bill Guerins. I agree. I will Wake. say this. Well, well, Bill Guerin didn't ask to get traded. Bill Guerin was traded because the, why, the why did, at that why time did, did not Bill have $9 million a year from no, 2000 just, to 2005. Why Why did you trade Bill Guerin? Because he said in that press conference, it's so that he couldn't, he couldn't resign him and wait. So the deal was going to be, you trade Guerin, you bring in Carter, and you get to keep Dougie Waits. Well, what happened in July of that year, of the following year, I guess? I they had to trade Doug, Doug Waits because, because they were not a team at that time under the Edmonton Investors Group. They had a self-imposed cap that was prepared to pay. We did not have a cap system at that time. Now we have it. But I will agree with you, Darcy, Just, just, and i got to get the break. I appreciate your sentiment. I am with you. Uh, sorry, and I didn't mean to cut him off there. You do only have a limited window. You've got to, it's it's not good enough to just be lateral. The Oilers were 12th and 11th the last two seasons. They got to find a way to become a top 18, which is why they've got to be relentless in their pursuit to improve their defense and they've got to improve their forwards. I think they can improve the forwards. Goaltending, it might just be is what it is for the next for this upcoming season. That just might be the way it works. That's the unfortunate, and part of it is because it's a very thin market out there at this time. Love the passion. We are, uh, (laughs) Cactus Jack says, Bob, please don't take any calls in hour number two. Signed all of your not crazy listeners. You know what? Sometimes you got to give people a chance to talk. It's kind of how it works. We'll go off to Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back in orders now, Louis DeBrusque. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.